what's like the most pagpag location? Mm-hmm. Like what's going on in that area? Mm-hmm. A lot of the beliefs have to do with breaking the cycle of yes. death. Basically. There's like Pizza Hut at the cemetery. <laughs> Why am I so excited? <laughs> So at least one person has to stay awake the entirety of the time. The belief is also the candles should never go out. Mm-hmm. So the reason we don't put shoes on the corpses. Yes. This is also the, the reason why you have to cover all of the mirrors. Did you know that? I didn't know that. These are missed opportunities. It will help you because you're going to be burdened by your feelings. Oh. It won't let them You need to give on. him closure. Yeah. Before... Like, I know you hide your feelings. Keep them to yourself. My mom makes amazing slow cooked adobo. You're not allowed to serve pancit. So no tinola and no pancit. But also, if you're on your period, you're not allowed to. What? What's the logic in that? So you're not. There's no logic. Designated survivor. Yeah, like a designated (laughs) survivor. Bruce Willis is like beautician for the dead. And he was already dead. Dun dun dun. Because he did. on a bright sunny day. Why do I have to turn my clothes inside out every time I get lost? And why does your pantry always have to be ready with adobo ingredients at any point in time? I don't know, but we'll find out. I'm Anima. <laughs> and I'm Ice. And this, this is, is The Gods, Gods Must Be Crazy. We are super passionate about Philippine um, mythology and folklore. And we want to learn about it, um, you know, with each other. Yeah. So, Every other week or so, we will be bringing stories um, that we're super interested and curious about and telling it to each other. And we'd love if you could join us. So join us to learn about where these myths come from, Mm -hmm. what are they all about, and do these myths persist till today? Hello. Hi. Hi. So... Um, I'm very excited about the topic we're covering today, mm-hmm. and um, we're probably going to have to do it in two parts or so, okay. um, because it's coming at a very uh, timely period. So by the time we release this, it would be Halloween Ooh, season, um, but no, it's Halloween. not It's not going to be like horror stories. Um it's really more around the, like, what do we celebrate uh, around this time of year? Well, not celebrate. We, we don't have... We kind of celebrate it. Yeah, okay, fine. I mean, we kind so, of. So, we don't really have, like, a big kind of um, Halloween culture. No. Right? You don't... I mean, trick-or-treat isn't really a thing. It's just maybe, like, they do it for the kids in, like, some yeah. villages and stuff like that. But it is a holiday yes. in the Philippines. Yes. And the holiday is actually on November 1st and 2nd, yes. uh, which is All Saints Day and All Souls Day, respectively, yes. which we call Undas. Undas. Or Araw ng Mga Patay, or, or Day of the Dead. Exactly. Day yes. of the Dead. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a very interesting occasion because um, it's a non-working holiday, yeah. right? That's one. Number yeah. two... People really take the time off and they would go, like, my family, we would go back 
from Manila to Pampanga. We yep. would all gather in Pampanga. Yep. I bet you guys went back to we Batangas. Went to Batangas. We would, that was the day where you go to Batangas and Bacoor and Kawitka exactly. all in one day. Exactly. And it's so traffic, yep. especially in like Manila North Cemetery, like yes. those those different areas. Manila the, South in Makati. Exactly. Yeah. And it's because um, families gather together to hang out at yes. the cemetery and it's kind and, of fun. And um, they bring <laughs> they bring flowers, they bring candles, they bring food. Mm-hmm. They chill out with their there's like, there's, dead relatives there's, at the cemetery. Basically. There's like Pizza Hut at the cemetery. <laughs> I'm not kidding because that's like yeah, we're gonna get Pizza Hut. Yeah. So so that's what um, that period means for for Filipinos. So we really kind of it's similar to the the um, Spanish like day the Mexican Day of the yeah. Dead for example yeah right yeah. Um, where it's like this you know pretty much a big celebration you're kind of celebrating the life of the people who've passed on and you kind yeah. of spend time with them sometimes you bring like their favorite food mm-hmm. right so in the case of my uncle it will be bringing him beer oh um, so <laughs> and maybe a pack of smokes nice, um, nice. by his uh, by his tomb. Nito. yeah yeah, yeah. so. So it's a very fun occasion, and it, it, it's it's really interesting because um, we kind of take it for granted, but it's not yeah. really something that people um, practice no. in other parts of the world, no. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that got me thinking about our own beliefs and superstitions about death, mm-hmm. about burial, and about the afterlife. Yes. So Yay! we're going to cover this in two parts. So today we're recording part one, and part one is going to be about... What are the different superstitions and beliefs about death that are observed to this day? Mm-hmm. Um, and part two is going to be what are the beliefs about death and the afterlife and burial of our ancestors? So okay. pre-colonial period. Bri- we're building the bridge from two ends. Yes. Which is yes. a horrible because, business. You <laughs> because I think one one part of it is there were very interesting beliefs um, yeah. from, from um, pre-colonial times um, and very interesting practices that you really would like raise your eyebrow at today Mm -hmm. but the funny thing is if you take a step back a lot of our beliefs and superstitions we don't question them no you just take them but they're also very strange and interesting so Mm -hmm. i want to cover and there are a lot so we're gonna cover you know um there they're gonna be a lot so I'm i'm gonna try to cover at least the most interesting ones and i'm gonna try to chunk them into like you know which kind of superstitions go together. So yeah. I'm very excited. So Are we going to be like, this one we believe, this one we don't, this one I've done. <laughs> Are we going to like put put one finger down for every <laughs> for yes. everything you've done? But okay. then you run out of fingers. I'm I like know. There's 40, so 50 many. ones. But There's so many. Maybe before we jump into okay. the actual superstition, let's explain a little bit how um, a typical... Um, wake and funeral would go for a majority of the Philippines. And but it's still varied. But it's yeah, still yeah, varied. Yeah. So yeah. My, my caveat is, Anna and I, you know, are mostly from the Tagalog kind of yeah. tradition. Or she's a she's from Batangas, I'm from Pampanga. So it would go to that We're extent. like northern. Um, there are probably going to be some superstitions here that are specific to Ilocos, to Visayas. Mm-hmm. I'll indicate where it is. Mm-hmm. But granted, it's not going to be all-encompassing. Yes. Right? Um, so we'll talk about that. And if, also there are some traditions that are not necessarily geographically specific, but also Filipino Chinese people. Filipino Chinese. There's a lot Muslim. that is um, linked with Catholicism yes. as well. Yeah. 
So maybe before we jump to the superstition itself, let's talk a little bit about the the process, the normal process, like mm-hmm. what happens, right? So why am I so excited? <laughs> <laughs> I got so many relatives who have died. I'm so excited to share. That's a weird <laughs> thing to say, but all right. I know, I know. So typically, what happens is. Um, after your relative dies, mm-hmm. you would hold a wake for them. And the mm-hmm. wake usually lasts anywhere from like um, five to seven days mm-hmm. typically. And then you would bury them. Um, or sometimes nine days actually. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. around a week or so. So for Sometimes longer if you're waiting for um, your relatives who are from abroad to my, fly back. My granddad, when he died, my mom was in the US. Yeah. And so... The, and her flight wasn't until later on. So we had him, we had his wake for 21 days. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. That's so long. It's so long. But there was a part, you know, you, I, I'm sure you'll get to it. it yeah. It was like events. Yeah. But, so, but I think maybe I'm sure you talk about what a wake is like because like versus like what Western people have, which is there is a schedule of when you can come in and view the body. And it's usually like a two hour window long. Unlike wakes in the Philippines, which is when we say we hold a wake. It's like free for all. Everyone is there. The the body is never alone. Yeah. So that's part of the superstition. So we hold the wake. Yes, correct. um, For the entirety of the period before the funeral. And then um, sometimes families uh, do a novena for nine days, right? And, you know, obviously it's linked with the the Catholic, like, nine days of prayer, etc. But did you know that it was actually rooted from a pre-colonial belief Uh that your soul will not start entering the afterlife until the ninth day? Oh, I didn't know that. So they would would wait for nine days and then they would finally celebrate because you're finally going to the afterlife. I thought they were doing that because back in the day they weren't sure if you were dead yet. <laughs> no, no, just in case. Just in some, case. Some cultures believe that. Yeah. Some cultures like wait for you to like come back, and if you don't come back, then they'll bury you eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and aside from the nine days, we also do the forty days, which yes. is forty days after um, a person dies, you go back, um, visit the cemetery, etc. Yeah. Or have a mass. But that's more of a Catholic uh, yep. belief linked to the you know Jesus resurrection, Pentecost, and things like that, and, yeah, and stuff like that, yeah. And then um, there's uh, the official period of mourning ends after one year. Yes. Um, and then everyone goes back and we hold a mass and we celebrate mm-hmm. and that ends the mourning. And that's important There's a because... Party usually. <laughs> yeah, and that's important because like over the period of mourning, some families are less strict about this than others. Mm-hmm. You don't wear bright colors. Yep. Um, you mm-hmm. wear typically... Or you would wear a black pin with yes. you for a year, yes. right? Our friend Grace is Chinese yeah. and they're not allowed to wear bright colors for for like a year Mm -hmm. and i think one time like her grandparents like consecutively died so for like two three years she had to wear she only had she only had blue purple light blue light purple white white, black yeah but not even a lot of black because black is also unlucky so so it was very jarring when she was finally wearing like orange (laughs) you're done oh my gosh Okay, so now we jump into the the, the superstition. Okay. So a lot of it has to do with what are the what's the etiquette in during a wake, yes. right? What do you do if you're a guest? What do you do if you're part so of the have, family? We have, to, we have to set the stage of where a wake would be because yeah. wakes are, are, are also yeah. different. 
Sorry, where was I? I lost yeah. my train of thought. The superstitions that happened during the period. Yeah, of so week. some of it happens during the week. Some of it, um, and, and that's for the guests. Some of it is for the family who's hosting. Like there are certain things you can or cannot do. And there are some superstitions like after yes. what happens, right? Yes. So uh, picture this, all right? Um, there would be two different places where a week would typically happen. So... Especially for the city where there isn't a lot of room yep. to, um, you know, put the body on display and have guests over, essentially. There are funerary homes yes. or funeral homes. And they are designed specifically to accommodate this practice. Mm-hmm. So you would have one big room mm-hmm. and it would be, it's kind of like a little chapel in a way. I was going to say, right? it's kind of like in a hotel when you have event rooms. No, but the, the setup is like a chapel because you'd have like uh, rows of chairs, yeah. like like a pew like in pews, a chapel. Yeah. And the priest would come and hold a mass, right? Instead of Jesus, there's a body. Yeah. And <laughs> to the, the funeral homes that I remember going to, what would happen is the coffin of the um, deceased would be in front. Yes. Um, and obviously, it would be open casket. You yes. would have... Um, big funeral flower arrangements on the side typically the mayor would send something and it says there on the big flowers it'll say condolence to so-and-so's family from like important person here mayor something something vice mayor something your boss etc behind the 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 that area is typically the like a living quarters yeah like a rest area for the family and and we'll get to why that has to happen right but the living quarters for the family typically three to four people would be there at any Mm -hmm. point in time then you would have the guests and then the back of the um the the room there would be like buffet area (laughs) buffet area right now some people can't afford to do it in funeral homes so they actually do it like um especially in like poor communities and stuff like that they do it like on the street yes and so if you're like passing through sometimes passing through the smaller alleyways in the city in madras you couldn't pass through yeah because they would block off the road and it would be perfectly fine Mm -hmm. it's allowed the council the barangay council the village council allows it because it's a funeral sometimes they sponsor it so sometimes on the tents Mm. there's like the name of the the village any chance to put their name out there branding and there would be like tables it's it's almost like it's a party there would be like tables and chairs people hanging out and that would be 24-7. 24-7. Yes. Right? 24-7 for the entire day of the week. <laughs> for, for, for us, in our case, we did it in the province. So mm-hmm. um, we did it in our house. Yep. And our house is like a bit of um, open open floor concept. Mm-hmm. So we basically put all of the furniture like on the sides of the wall. And then so there'd be nothing mm-hmm. um, in the middle. And that's where all of the guests would come in. Uh, and then the casket is there like on the side. Yeah. Um, because obviously we have a crucifix on the wall, so it's yeah. near where the crucifix is. That's fair. Um, yeah, and then there would be the the official like wake observation would be in the top floor, and the bottom floor would be all the gamblers and stuff. We had when my grandma and my granddad died in Batangas. Mm. We had it inside the house, and then in the main house, in the inside the house, that's when you would come in, you would look at the body, blah blah blah. The, the seats were on all on the sides, like you said. And then outside was the eating. Karaoke. Karaoke. The, the cockfighting mm, would happen that's there. Really also, the catering would also mm-hmm. be out there. But for us, we would have a bench in front of the casket. Yeah. Where there, 
there always needs to be someone there and so watching over. So yeah. the, the the belief is that you can't ever leave the the coffin alone. Yeah. So you have to like maintain a vigil like 24 7 mm-hmm. so like <laughs> there would be shifts yeah right and usually the youngest ones like us yeah we would have to We'd take like cards. the 2am shift yeah, etc yeah. mm-hmm. so at least we're, one person has to stay awake the entirety of the time and watching mm-hmm. over the body the belief is that um is to keep evil spirits oh i didn't know that or even a swang Ooh. Or, or monsters from stealing the dead body I didn't know that. I should have so, been prepared. There were some. Should have had a stake. Exactly. So remember, there are some beliefs that there are certain beings, like the Kalag, for example, yes. who steal away Ghouls. bodies of yeah. dead people and replace it with like banana tree, yep. banana trunks, and stuff like that. Yeah. So that belief carried through. Um, obviously, it like softened out in the later years, and now it's like you know, just so the soul won't leave the body prematurely and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but that's the reason why we have. That's why it feels like a party because like you have to keep yourself entertained. So there'd be yeah. bingo, yes. there'd be mahjong, there'd There's be like card a, games, in karaoke. We have this thing called it's called sakla. It's like um, it's like a, a roulette. Yeah, it's like a roulette, and the cards are are pretty good. They're very, really cool. But the thing is, I said like, why do they have it during weeks? Because the people who are holding it, of course, the house. It's like a traveling casino. They get they want to be in a place where there's a lot of people, and that's usually a but way. that's not allowed because the superstition is that any of the earnings for gambling goes toward the family. Yeah, so the family does get a cut. Yeah, but so the family gets to get everything technically. No. I don't know. Maybe profits. Is that the... Maybe profits. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe revenue. Like, yeah, <laughs> revenue. There's a spreadsheet of superstition. So it's net net costs. <laughs> <laughs> so linked to that, um, there are also candles around the coffin, right? Yes. And the, the, the belief is also the candles should never go out. They're like electric. Yeah. Eventually <laughs> they became electric. But they should never go out because otherwise the departed might get lost. Or have a hard time finding their way to the afterlife, and you have to light a new candle right before the old one. And gets you can't. Replaced. And you can't. Um, I know. Like you can't chain smoke the candles. Did you know that? I didn't know that. So like you know how sometimes when like you're chain smoking, you use the old cigarette to light the other cigarette. So sometimes for candles, you use the old. So this I know because I got yelled at when my Lolo died, and I was supposed to replace the candle. So I was gonna get the old candle and light the new candle with the. It's with not the allowed. Wick. They're like, no, no, no. Because you're continuing the chain of death. Exactly. There's a lot of that theme. Chain things. like the. I'm sure you're going to get to the yeah. rosary one. Yeah. So, yeah. for example, um, other beliefs have to do with um, how do you make sure that you're not exposed to the spirits, meaning yeah. you don't see or hear them. Mm-hmm. So, the reason we don't put shoes on the corpses yes. is because it's believed they walk around yeah. and if they are wearing shoes, you're going to hear them yeah. around the yeah. house. They also. This is also the the reason why you have to cover all of the mirrors. Oh, because otherwise you're gonna see them yeah. in the mirrors. There's also a, a and so you also, also have to um, avoid looking at your own reflection mm, and stuff like that. There's also an Irish tradition like that, and also a Jewish tradition. When you're mourning, you cover the mirrors too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, like the ghosts will be very visible. Yee! And and the thing is, right? Um, there's a belief that younger children have. 
um, a closer yeah. connection to their third eye. Yeah. So you you will hear accounts of like little kids playing with dead relatives or talking to them or getting nightmares. And what they actually do is, and it is funny because in in obviously when you go to a funeral, you're not allowed to wear bright colors, right? Yeah. You have to wear black, you have to wear white. Yeah. But to prevent this, to prevent the kids from encountering or seeing ghosts, you have to get them to wear red. Oh, Did you know that? No, we didn't know. We didn't. We didn't that. practice it. No, we didn't. But practice it. that's what they said. Oh, and it's funny because when I think when my grandfather died, I remember I was hanging out with my little cousin. She was like four years old at the time. She was um, no three years old. Anyway, so she was. Uh, she was still um, drinking her milk uh, from the bottle. So she, maybe she was two years old. And then at some point, like, I was just chatting with someone else. And then she was waving at the window. Ah. And and we ignored it. And then she kept doing it. And then we were like, hey, um, what are you doing? What are you looking at? And she's like, oh, it's Tatang. Oh. That's what we called our grandfather. So oh. we were like, oh, he's here. When I was when I was a little kid, when I was about Tegan's age, about mm-hmm. two years old, um, we were at my um, granddad's house, and they, in their house, um, his uh, my my oh I don't know if he was he was an uh, great uncle, matandang binata na. Mm. Um, he's called Tito Tinoy, and he used to hang out in the porch all the time. Okay, but he had died. Okay. So I was, uh, we had gone from somewhere else. I think it was his funeral or something, but we had gone from somewhere else. And we were all going inside and I, I, I wanted to stay in the porch and everyone else was outside. And then they could hear me chatting like blah, 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 blah. I was about Tegan's age by two years old. So it was like babble and stuff. And then when I finally came inside, they said like, oh, who are you talking to outside? And I said, Tito Tinoy. And he was already dead. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Because you didn't wear red. It's your fault. I don't know. Do you? Are you going to talk about like what you do to kids for after? To Yeah. To, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so the, the other thing that they observe, um, and, and we don't practice this. I've, I've never heard it. But in, in, some, uh, in some areas, you actually have to keep one family member from viewing. The what? Corpse. It's like what? Like a, a what is it called? Uh, no, they have this thing in in the U.S. Designated survivor. Yeah, like a designated <laughs> survivor. No, but it. So a lot of the beliefs. So so we'll get into what the core kind of um, foundation of these superstitions are. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of the beliefs have to do with breaking the cycle of yes. death. Yes. Which means they're like if you're doing something that connotes like repetitiveness, etc., mm-hmm. you have to break that cycle. Yep. Um, or you, there's this practice where you actually cut a you cut a rosary because you yeah. leave a rosary in the casket, yeah. but right before but held burying, by the body, yeah. yeah, held by the body uh, by the deceased, right before you bury, you have to cut the rosary yep. because it's all about cutting that cycle. Yep. Um. So is it in the same vein you you keep one person from viewing the body so that the disease doesn't come back and visit the whole family or That's else so you guys will die. We've never done that. We've never done that. Yeah. What we've done though is like if someone is pregnant, mm. they don't usually go to the wake. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's true. Um, there's something about uh, what's this? 
where where am I? There, there's something as well with regard to like food, because okay. which links with what we were talking about. Because you're not allowed to serve um pancit. Pancit is like uh, noodles. Long, like no, really, because yeah. we we did that. Because the serve... opposite thing for for birthdays, right? And this is more of a Chinese influence. We should do a birthday episode. Yeah, is <laughs> you you eat. You're supposed to eat noodles during your birthday because that promotes long life. So, mm-hmm. in the same vein, you don't serve noodles How and maybe spaghetti in oh, a funeral. Oh, no. Um, because, uh, you know, otherwise you will um, Perpetuate extend, the yeah, extend the mourning period. Wow. Also, I think this is an Ilocano belief. So, Ilocos is um, in the north, in the northern region. Um, they don't serve malunggay dishes. Malunggay. So malunggay is a vegetable. It's um, it's like it's composed of like a a, a thin um branch with like a lot of like stems and then multiple little leaves. And in order to oh. prepare it, you actually snip. No, so in in practice, it's snipping off the leaves one by one. Okay. So they're saying you don't, you shouldn't prepare malunggay because similar to stripping the leaves off one by one, it symbolizes the relatives of the deceased dying one after another. I never knew that, but then so no tinola, no tinola, <laughs> no tinola, and also for, no, and also um, and no pancit. Malunggay is is something that's usually served for um, lactating moms. Mm. It's a tea that like you have malungay tea that you have mm. so mm. that you'll have more milk. And I wonder if it's there's like a one of those diametrically opposed like life and death. Yeah, type probably. Of things, right? Like the pancit. Keep the keep the the, mm. the malungay with the breastfeeding moms, mm. and then you can eat something else like kongguan yeah. biscuits. Like in the Philippines. <laughs> That's what you used to bring, right? If you're if you're visiting someone, yeah, you have to bring a giant thing of of cookies. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. So those were the those were the things that they said, right? And obviously, if you're the one who's like watching over the place, you're not supposed to sweep the floor. Yes, right. This yes. is a this is a common one because yeah. it's interpreted as if like you're banishing the spirit of the dead from the house. And he needs to hang out for a while. Exactly, he needs to hang out. The... He needs to see that all of you are celebrating. He needs to see a lot of people life. crying. But it's <laughs> so that's one of the beliefs. But the other belief is that. You know, in the similar vein, it's like one of the family members will follow um, oh, into the afterlife. Okay, okay, okay. So instead, they have very specific instructions. So instead of sweeping, you could ju- you should just pick up the trash and wipe the floor with yeah. a wet cloth. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I remember. I remember this. Like we were just picking up the the trash. If you have flowers and the flowers would fall down, you yeah. can't sweep them. You have to pick it up. The the That's one what that the I don't for. the one that we didn't follow is the the one where you don't shower or comb your hair in the place where the wake is happening, because that's that. said to bring like bad luck. But but for me, like it was our house. Like what would we do? Yeah, right? we so we didn't um yeah. follow it. Yeah, but yeah. So you're not supposed to shower or or comb Ew. your hair supposedly. Yeah, yeah. The interesting one that I saw was um that I remembered was, so. You're not allowed to... So you're allowed to cry, obviously. Yes. But you're not allowed to let your tears fall on the cla- the casket really? glass plate. Why not? Because it's going to give the, the dead person a hard time moving on. Because they're going to be burdened by your feelings. Oh. It won't let them You need to give on. him closure. Yeah. Before... Like... 
I know you hide your feelings. Keep you it to yourself. You have to do the Miss Universe style of crying, where you look up and then you sort of like you fan, fan your yourself. you fan your like, eyelids. Oh my, oh my! I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. <laughs> or just bring a handkerchief. You dab, dab, dab but the apparently, corner. yeah, you can't you can't let tears fall on the casket. What? That's so weird. I I found this super interesting, and I think it was featured in um a horror movie at some point. There's um. Sukob. No, no, no. Sukob is about the wedding, right? Yeah, but there's also death. Ah, really? Yeah, yeah. So this one is, I know, it's called the Bulong, mm. where it said that um, because the spirit of the disease goes to heaven or the afterlife, you can whisper your wishes to them. <gasps> so if you whisper your wishes in their ear, it they will carry your wishes to heaven and it will help you. These are missed opportunities. It will help you get your wish granted. Oh, man, hours but, I spent in front of my granddad. But some people say that you shouldn't do this because even if you get what you want, there will be terrible consequences as a result of it. It's like the evil genie paradox. Exactly. Because like, who are they taking what if this you wish say, to? What if you say like, I want more wishes <laughs> and then more people <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, so so those are the things. Um, some of the things that uh, you you practice, like um, if you're like part of the family during the week. But um, the interesting one is what you talked about, which is like, what do you do if you're visiting mm-hmm. a week? Um, and there's one specific section that's all about like if you're a girl. And yeah. it's I just thought it so interesting and so misogynistic. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not allowed to go if you're no, you're allowed to go if you're pregnant, but you're not allowed to look at. Um, yeah. the body so you're yeah. not allowed to view it yeah. um, because they believe that it will result in a difficult delivery or bad luck or even death yes. to your unborn child yes. right because it's but, like you're inviting death in. but I think this has this has roots in like you know how a lot of feng shui is weird mm. and like nonsensical but some of it actually makes a lot of sense mm. like how you're not supposed to build a house in like a T area of a street if the, the street ends in a T your house shouldn't be mm. at that pinnacle of the mm. tea. It's because people can get into accidents and hit your house, exactly. right? But I think the uh, thing about the woman not the pregnant woman not coming to the to the body, it's similar to the pregnant woman is also should not be able to go should not go to a hospital to visit sick people because you can really pick up infections. That's true. What if the person died from an infection, right? You pick up an infection that the baby has no immunity to. Yeah. So that's actually it that makes was probably a bit like the practical origin of yeah. it. Like yeah. especially if they died from a disease, yeah, for yeah. sure you shouldn't be there. Um, I think the obviously the um the supernatural explanation for it is that you know like the spirit of the child hasn't fully merged with the body of the child, so you're yeah. kind of like. You know, Playing mingling and all of that. So Playing around. no viewing. But also, if you're on your period, you're not allowed. To what? Go. What's the logic in that? So you're not. There's no logic. So you should refrain from attending funerals or visiting weeks if you're on your period. If you violate this superstition, you will have foul-smelling menses month after month. <laughs> wow. I don't know. About I don't know. That. Also, menses does. <laughs> Well, fine about. I mean, maybe you're sick. Hmm? Maybe you're sick. Maybe you got sick from whatever that dead person got. Like, endo- is endometriosis contagious? <laughs> but yeah, it's not fair. That's not, not fair, fair at is all. it? Uh, and so if you're a guest, um, 
speaking of food, right? One of the most common superstitions is you're not allowed to bring home food. Yes. From a wake. Yes. Right? Not even like a tiny piece of candy. Mm-hmm. And I remember this because I think when I was like super young, I wanted to like take home like, and I think it was like XO, like yeah. coffee candy or something, coffee co. Yeah. And my mom was like, no, you have to leave that behind. And I was like, why? Um, and um, so you have to eat it all while you're in the funeral because if you don't, you're going to bring along bad luck with you mm-hmm. or you're going to bring home the spirit of the dead. Mm-hmm. What I didn't know about was, um, do you know that when you sneeze during a wake, someone has to pinch you? Ew, why? Because they say that when you sneeze during a wake, the spirit of the dead takes that as an invitation to visit your house. What? So you have to like say you sneeze. What if you're allergic to the smell of the flowers? Then you just kept keep getting pinched. You got a pollen allergy. No, you can be like pinch me, pinch me. Why pinch? That's so un. (laughs) What if I've got hay fever? Like you're allergic to like the anthuriums that. (laughs) Anthurium is such a dead person thing, right? Anthuriums and lilies. That's unfortunate. I mean, it's not. It's a good looking flower. Even lilies. I love lilies. I know. I know. But they're always lilies and associated with it. And like a lachuchi. It's not for arrangements, but like as a tree. It's like oh, it's like death. The death tree. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, because we had one in front of our house before, and Mm. they were like, oh, this bad luck because it's a death. The death tree and our neighbor now on our I didn't know that on our street has mm. this really healthy kalachuchi and we wanted we should post pictures of kalachuchi um and uh i was telling ted i said oh i want to ask my neighbor if we can get a cutting because i want to grow kalachuchi and she's like you, sh- you don't want that in your house because it's a tree of death I don't know about that because there's so many kalachuchis. I know, that's what I like was going to say. Even in temples, there are kalachuchis. I know, they're really pretty. Yeah. They're very Japanese vibing. Yeah. But uh, the, what about... The, what there's about, also one which says that you can't visit more than one week in a day. What if you're the mayor? Huh? But sometimes the mayor goes to like different wakes in a day. Well, his funeral. That's Vinay. That's what Vinay used to do. He yeah, used to but go they to said like, otherwise you're, you you might be the one to die next or one of your um, relatives. But that can just be like... The most the most well-known one. Yeah. And there have been movies. There's a, a movie like most recently made about this. is Pag Pag. Yeah. Um, which, which basically says that you shouldn't go straight home after a wake. Instead, you kind of stop over at a public area Wait, be, before or a you leave, location. Before you leave, if you're a guest, let's say you're a guest and you're visiting, like, for example, uh, a relative of mine had passed. And when you come visit me and you're about to leave, I can't Yeah, you can't you. bring them to the door. I can't bring, bring you to the door, which is a very Filipino thing. Usually, you take the... If someone visited you, you take yeah. them to the door. Yeah. But the me, as the... the Namatayan or like the person who has had a dead relative can't take you to the door. But then when you leave, you can't go home. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, because the person who um, goes with the guests to the door to see them out might be the next one to die, mm-hmm. right? There's also um, a belief that says like if someone tells you condolences, you're not allowed to say thank, thank you. Thank you, yeah. Because it's like you're thankful that someone has died and some, and then they're going to take someone else from you or something. Yes. It's tempting fate. Exactly. It's a lot of tempting fate. Exactly. So, uh, um, so yeah. So, back to Pagpag. So, after you leave a funeral... What does the word pagpag mean for non-Tagalog speakers? So, pagpag means to dust it off. To, like, dust off dirt um, or, or like, dust. 
So from, like from if you yourself. have a blanket or to shake like it rug, off, you shake it off, shake off something, bug, bug something. Exactly. Yeah. So what was I saying? So after a funeral, you go and stop over at a public area or a neutral location. Um, and usually it would be like a sari-sari store, a mall, a gas station, a coffee mm. shop. Um, because it's believed that if you go home directly, you risk bringing death or mm-hmm. evil spirits or the spirit of the of the dead person you visited into your home. Yes. So or your I'm, business in your business. I'm curious. What's like the most pagpag location? Depends. In Manila. Depends. Like, is there like a specific gas Starbucks. station? I think. Or 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 Starbucks near like the biggest funeral home. Yes. And are there stories? I tried I to love. look. I couldn't find any, but I bet. I bet there are. Because if this is a look, and maybe that's, a, I don't know, if, is there a movie about it? Like, th- like this is the place that everyone goes to to pagpag. Mm. Like, what's going on in that area? I think my guess in our area, in, in mm. Pasay City, in Villamor, and in the fourth area, mm. the Starbucks in Magallanes was a very popular place to pagpag if you went to like the the funeral homes in Magallanes, mm. in in Makati, in uh, Fort. The the Starbucks in Magallanes was a very, very popular pug pug place. Ooh. In the north I don't know. What are the, the stories north, from there? I, in the north I don't know. Inquiring minds. I, I know. <gasps> What's that? What's that sound? <laughs> I don't know. Someone made pug pug in your bedroom. Oh, well. Oh, my goodness. And, and, you know, in a similar vein, so I think in, in Visayas, they believe also that you have to immediately change your clothes upon going home. Yeah. Like, you can't be going around your house yeah. um, in the clothes that you wore in the week um, so that you're not, like, so that the spirit of the dead is not, like, clinging to you mm-hmm. or something, right? Um, and in, um, so, like, I think, how long was it? Like, in 2013, there was a movie that came out during the Metro Manila Film Festival. Yes. So, guys, every December, there's, like, this film festival in the Philippines. And a lot of, like, big movies usually come out at that time. And no other movies are allowed to be shown except for yeah. films in so, the Metro Manila Film so Festival. So, all of the December release Marvel movies, Star Wars movies. Harry Potter. We can't watch them until late. after January because... After, like, the first week of January. It's, like, how many weeks? Two weeks of the Yeah, from December 25th. One from week. Christmas to, yeah. When people have the most money, basically. Yes, it's a very yes. good, um, you know, marketing scheme. <laughs> so, there was a movie called Pagpag Sham Nabuhay, which means um, Dust It Off uh, Nine Lives. And it tells a story of um, these nine people who all attended the same funeral <gasps> and they broke the superstitions. And no. what happens? It's like Final Destination. It's Pinoy like Final style. Destination because I think the spirit of the person who died was dead. Like he owed, he owed like nine souls <laughs> to like uh, the, the devil or something, and so he Ooh. kind of chased them one by one. And so they broke the usual superstition. So um, someone forgot to like make pagpag, which is to mm. you know stop off somewhere else before going home. Someone swept the floor while they <gasps> were awake. Someone like let their teardrop fall on the coffin. Um, they they used the mirror. Forgot they brought home food. So all these usual things we talked oh, about, they no. broke it. And then what happened to them? They all died. So 
Did they though? Did oh. they? So it stars uh, Daniel Padilla and Catherine Bernardo. Oh, baby. Yes. The, yeah. The, what do they call them? The teen. Katniel. Teen king and queen. Are they still teens now? They're not teens. No, they're anymore. probably like 30 years old or something. No, no. they're like 20 they're something. They're like 20 something. Yeah, yeah. 20 something. But they're but yeah. now. They're not so, ingenues anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was a movie about um, specifically Ooh. that belief. I love that. I love all these educational movies. I know, <laughs> right? Education. I think a lot of the the horror movies are really based on superstitions and mm-hmm. um, folk beliefs, right? Like sukob, mm-hmm. um, feng shui, yeah, and stuff like that. Are you gonna talk about the death slash wedding overlap Venn diagram of superstition? I don't know that. You don't know that. What, so no. in the because we me. found so okay so the other day context the other day we had a, a ex coworker zoom reunion one of our friends jill was unable to join because uh her brother surprise like surprise wedding that day why was it a surprise wedding because in chinese filipino culture if a parent or a direct relative a parent or a grandparent dies no one can get married until a year after okay so similar it's a mourning period or mm. Within 100 days. What? <laughs> right? Where, so where either, did this 100 either, days come from? I don't know. So you either wait one year to get married <laughs> or you get married within the first 100 days. Oh my goodness. So that's what they did because he was already engaged and so they didn't want to wait another year. So let's say, oh, okay, let's just get married today. So that's what happened. Love it. I know. I like, love it. It's a weird death overlap. I love the random loophole. I don't get the logic of the... One- I get the logic of the morning. I don't get the logic of like, okay, but there's like a grace period for 100 days. Maybe so the dad can attend. The spirit Yeah, of the like the spirit is still hanging around. Maybe. So then they can attend. But then while they're out, they're like, it's rude, man. Like... But also, you kind of wonder. But that gives you like a nine, like a random like nine months. <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's kind of weird. So I'm I'm thinking operationally. What does like the the hotels in the Philippines like they have they bank these secret days mm. just in case there needs to be a surprise because these weddings are still full production. I've seen a couple of them. They're still super full production. Really? Yeah, and I'm like, huh. I'm sure there's still openings here and there. Like, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. The the surprise cancellation ones. Yeah. So I think that's why it was like so abrupt. And we were like, okay. <laughs> I couldn't come to the Zoom call because my brother got married today. What? <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, rather than waiting a year, I guess. Yeah, it makes sense. It I know, makes me sense. too. Just like how you know, um, so we, in in the first episode, we talked about like wedding superstitions, right? The idea of sukob, which is if your if your brother or sister gets married, you can't marry get married yeah. within a year, or you get married the same day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get married the same day. Or there was another one I forgot to say, mm. but we're off off tangent. But if your older sibling is not a married, a wedding one, yeah. So for example, we're siblings. I'm older than you. If you get married before me, you have to give me a gift. Because you messed up the order. That's but not it a superstition. Be... That's just like... That's just... Respect. A... I know, right? <laughs> but yeah. You have to give a gift? Yeah. To the sister? To the older sibling, yeah. Oh, interesting. Know. Could be like something of high value like jewelry or like panulito. Mm. Mm. That's, that's it. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you know what's funny? I, sorry, I just remembered now. You know how like you're not allowed to like bring home food, right? Yes. From, from a week. You know what's funny is that there's so many like superstitions regarding food, but one of them is if the person who died lived to a very long age, you should eat a lot. 
they say really? in the funeral so that you can like emulate that like you can also live a long long um I long totally life. ate a lot when my but grandmother I'm like, had a wake. I don't I don't really see how that necessarily follows. <laughs> but okay. And then um so after you go to a wake or a funeral, there are other ways that you can kind of um prevent the spirit of a dead from following okay. you home. So I think this is specific to funeral, I'm not sure. But uh after going home from the burial site you have to step over burning grass. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. To prevent like the spirit of the dead from following you. So they would burn some grass outside and then you'd step over it. Do you know that like the thing go back in the house? Did do, do you know the thing when they're gonna put the the casket into either into like the tomb, like into yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are a whole yeah. set of like stuff yeah. about like the, the, the burial the itself. Yeah. But this is about like going home. In some other places it's um you wash your hands in cold water with guava leaves. Yeah. Antibacterial. Because it washes away the bad luck. When you boil the guava but leaves. But also probably antibacterial. Yeah. So probably a lot of the root of these superstitions are also very practical, right? Yeah, and they're very, you know, actually very sanitary. <laughs> yeah. And and also, I don't know if they have that in other cultures. Maybe be, maybe it means that the, the Filipino obsession with, sanita- with sanitary things. Oh, yeah go back much farther than we think it does, right? Mm. Because guava, when you when you boil guava leaves in water and cool it off, it's called langas. It's mm. pang langas. And like, for example, if you have like a circumcision, that's what you, that's the only thing that you should use to wash like the, the circumcised area. Really? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for um, women who give birth. Oh, that's true. Because so in the Philippines, it's not, for women who give birth, it's not tradition like the Chinese to not shower. You can, but you have to use that same guava Mm. guava tea mixture huh langas yeah it's antibacterial interesting alcogel old school alcogel <laughs> okay so now we go to the last section of the superstitions which is more around okay now that you've been um dead observing for, for a while <laughs> like what happens when you finally go into the like last stage of the mm-hmm. burial right? there's so many there's so many yeah, yeah, yeah um so one of the things uh that they do is so Should make a checklist during a <laughs> during a wake right you collect contributions yes. so sometimes people give mass cards and the practice is you give like money to the abuloy, family right yeah. it's called abuloy which is like assistance yes basically so you either give like an envelope with the money in some other places there's like a collection plate. bin yeah. or collection plate and then you put money there so obviously the etiquette is you're not allowed to use the money for anything else yeah. Other than the funeral expenses, otherwise you're gonna get haunted by the yes. diseased. Um, Shopping, I know, right? <laughs> there's actually a practice where, um, what's this? You put cash in the hands of the dead. Mm-hmm. So in some areas, like it's a rosary, yeah, we do that. Yeah. And then in other areas, um, you also put cash, and it it's kind of like their fare in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. So think of like you know, in the with the what the Greeks did is they put coins on the eyelids of the diseased. So th- in a similar vein, this is like their their payment for the for the trip to the my, afterlife. My grandma had like a thousand bucks. Yeah, but actually, it said that you. It's weird because people take this money, huh? Right before the burial, you take back the money, and it can but serve as a. It, it it can it will serve as a lucky charm for you. Oh, huh? yeah. 
Oh, we can I guess do that. I, I guess so. it already works in the wake or something like I that. I guess. Um, so, but so they said that you, if you the keep the money, the spirit of the money is left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like a ghost money. So if you use the money, um, if you keep the money with you, you'll be lucky forever. Or if you want like a business venture to go really well, use part the money as capital, oh. and then the business venture will go really well. It, it for some reason it reminds me of you know when you go to um when you go to a change and then when you buy something and if you're like the first person bueno to buy mano. that in Buena Mano which is uh, first hand um, and the person will take your money and then they'll like pug pug it to the other yeah. part to like the other goods and wares for good luck for good luck yeah, yeah. if you're the first ever person to buy mm-hmm. they'll pat the money all around their goods that's, yeah. that's such a cool um, I know practice. I like that they also have to check the um, the hands of the deceased. So, if the empty hands of the deceased are clenched into fists, the family will have monetary problems. But, if their hands are open, then it's all What good. about a rigor mortis? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Tough luck. <laughs> I mean, what if it was clenched? I don't Tough know. Tough luck. That's weird. And, so this is super interesting. They say that if... The person died by murder <gasps> or unjust means. You place a chick on top of the coffin, a sisu. Like before burying it. Yeah, during the wake, and you leave rice grains on the coffin. So whenever the chick pecks at the grains, the murderer's conscience will be eaten away too. In some areas, they bury the chick with the coffin because it says that then the murderer will follow. Poor chick. I don't know. I've never been to any murders. I have. I have been. <laughs> did they? I have. Yes, they? I think. I think they did. I think I was. I'm like poor innocent chick, man. I think so. I think so. I'll have to check with my parents. But I, I remember yeah. going to awake and like, why is there a chick inside the house? Yeah. 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 My uncle got ambush. <gasps> yes. Where? Batangas. Why? Different theories. But nothing really conclusive. But he was murdered, for sure. We should have asked the chick. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, and, and then um, one other thing that they make sure of is that wherever there is a door, the feet of the dead person should be facing the door. So that it will be easier for the soul of the disease to enter the next world. Okay. But weirdly enough, when you take the casket out, mm-hmm. it has to be head, head first. first. Yes. So that they won't come back to yes. haunt anyone. Yes. And obviously, like, when you're carrying the casket out, you shouldn't bump it outside, bump it anywhere when you go outside to prevent additional deaths. Yes. But also just for practical purposes. Like, you know. You pay a lot of money for the casket. Be I mean, careful with it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the interesting one that, that I think we like we don't practice um, in particular, but I think it's an Ilocano um, belief, is you break a plate. So right after you bring the gasket out of the house. place or out of the house, you smash a plate. And again, it's about breaking the cycle of death. I don't because, think I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes, especially when they believe that it was an untimely death, they want to break the curse or break the cycle. So yeah. you um, break a plate. So mm-hmm. It's also the reason why sometimes they put a bolo, which is a long sword, yes. in the coffin. Yes. It's also supposed to help yes. um, 
break the curse. Yeah. In other provinces, they throw a clay pot or a palayok. Mm-hmm. And a palayok is not easy to break. No. So you, you have, have to whack at it. You, you have, have to, to really be like very forceful. forceful with it. Because if the pot doesn't break, it means that there will be another death in the family. Soon. Do you know that, you know, in birthday parties, instead of a piñata, yeah. we hit a palayok. And I didn't know that there are palayoks that they sell just for that purpose. With thin bottoms. So maybe that's what they should do for the funerals too. <laughs> I mean, why that's waste not bad. good clay, right? That's not bad. Exactly. I mean, no, because for those of you who have never seen it, a palayok is a traditional clay pot in the Philippines. It has a very um, wide and thick bottom with mm. very thick clay, and this is what allows you to really slow cook something, mm-hmm. right? So my mom makes amazing slow cooked adobo. It the, the meat of the chicken will fall off the bone oh because gosh. you cook it in a palayok. But yeah. that's why it is notoriously hard to, to break. break. Yep. So, that's a good business venture. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll get some of my dead grandma's money <laughs> put that into the business okay. venture. Okay, and then this is what you were saying earlier. When you bring the casket out of the house, all of the young people in the family, and, you know, sometimes even all of the relatives, no, it's under. Oh, no, us is over. No, that's after. Ah. Wait, sorry, you guys. I know you can't follow, so okay. you, so so come with me on this. So, okay. when you bring the casket out of the house, the relatives have to pass under it. Oh, we didn't do that. Yeah, so you have to pass under it so that you can, you know, you can move on as a family and to prevent more deaths, obviously. Yeah. However, when you get into the burial site, so typically what happens is the house or the funeral home would be near the cemetery, ideally, mm-hmm. so there would be a procession. So. You pass under the casket. You bring it out of the house. Um, you're not supposed to look back to the house during the procession. I didn't know that. Because when you look back at it, you will bring more bad. It's the same vein. The you same bring thing, more yeah. bad luck and death into your family. Um, and also, if you're a random passerby and you see a funeral car passing by, you're supposed to throw coins um, under the hearse, and this is will this will help contribute like fair money or toll money for the afterlife. So then, when you go into the church, so typically we bring um, the coffin to the church, we hold the mass, and then we eventually go to the tomb, Yeah. right? Um, right before they bring the casket into the tomb, this is what Anna was saying, you, everyone has to go over the casket. For us, it was just kids. It was just like anyone below the 10 apple. years old. Yeah. The grandchildren would have to go over oh, the casket, yeah. right? And they won't even put the casket to the ground. No. You, they won't, the casket they is free. They have to lift the children. And you have to lift the children. And it is so awkward for me as the eldest child because I was already very old, but I had to do it as well. They had to lift you? How yeah. old were you? I was like... So with my Lolo, I was like 12. With my grandma, I was... Um, 25. They never. Wow, 25. They never did it for me because I was. When my Lolo died, I was already like. I think I was 14. Mm. And then when my my other granddad died, I was nine, but I was already big and they were like smaller kids. So they just did that for the smaller. I know. No, they don't do it in Cavite where my granddad, Mm. when I was nine years old, died. But in Batangas, they did it. So there's so many kids because the grandchildren and great grandchildren. They had to do that, but for me, yeah. I was already like seventeen or something, so they didn't. No, do I didn't know there was a cutoff. I had to do it for my grandfather, and it felt so hard. It's like, ah, you're so big, <laughs> big nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, so the 
that's it. And then um, you you would typically bring all the flowers from yes. from the funeral parlor or from the wake, and you're supposed to bury the flowers with um, them with the with the body. And, and sometimes even the casket decorations you put yeah um, the ribbons yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But you have to remember to remove all of the names. Yes. Because so sorry for those of you who aren't familiar. When you have the open casket, typically there's like a satin cushion mm-hmm. on the lid of the casket, and you actually have pictures of the disease, but also the names of all the family, all the children, all the children who are commemorating him, yes. right? Yes. So you have to make sure that before he gets buried, you, you take all of those all out, because yeah. otherwise they will follow mm-hmm. him or her um, into the the afterlife. Dun 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 dun. dun. So, so there's that was a lot. It is a lot. And that's why I felt we needed to have a dedicated one. These are the current yeah. practices. I have I have after funeral practices. I know the I only know the one about you have to change all of the curtains and the bed sheets. In Batangas, they said that after the funeral, but they don't do this all the time, but mm. they did this when they, my, my Lola died. After the funeral, you go back to the house and you pack up all the stuff of the deceased. Really? Yeah. So they, they did that. So they packed up all the stuff of my grandma and they put it in in suitcases or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I that was the first time I've heard of it and my dad says, "Oh, it's, you know, it's the it's the pamahi and it's a superstition, but I'd never heard it before before that time. I only heard the one where like you have to change all of the bed sheets and the curtains, which makes sense. Which is also like, I mean, so many people have been here. Uh-huh. Like, you should you should be cleaning. I know. <laughs> which goes to show like maybe you should do that every time someone visits your house. <laughs> In pandemic and, times. Actually, the one I forgot to mention was apparently if you're a widow, uh-huh. the widow, the widower, uh, can't follow the funeral procession. No, route. really, they have to take a different route. Really, otherwise you're gonna follow. Like really, the, the disease is gonna make them follow them to, wow. to the afterlife. Wow. I mean, isn't it inevitable though? Yeah. Like just in general. I know. <laughs> it's but just yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, funerals, man, there's a lot. And I think I think a lot of them are yeah, I think a lot of them are sanitation related and like uh, contagion related as in, well. In Mindanao, I don't know if it's still a common practice, but in Mindanao you have to bury the body within twenty four hours. Is that a Muslim thing? Yeah. But a lot of it is also like due to sanitation. Sometimes it was um, because of like diseases and stuff like that. So yeah, and maybe they didn't really embalm. Maybe it's not allowed to embalm. I don't know. Um, I don't know. In in Jewish culture, someone has to be in the with the body the whole time during embalming. A relative. And then you have to witness. Makes sense because what if they steal organs or yep. what? Well, no, yeah. actually, you can't steal organs after a certain amount of time. But just to protect the body. Yeah. Oh my god, do you remember that movie Death Becomes Her? I love Death Becomes I Her. Love, okay, Death Becomes Her stars Bruce Willis. Yes. Um, Meryl, Meryl Streep. And Goldie Hawn. Yes. And it's like super campy. Is yes. it an 80s movie or 90s movie? I think it's movie? an 80s movie, yeah. And basically... With like cameo Isabella Rossellini. Yeah. yeah. And and basically Bruce Willis is like the the beautician for the dead. Mm-hmm. Because he can like airbrush life into a dead body. So Meryl... Spoilers obviously. But yeah. Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn in the quest to stay young forever take this um, potion, potion that makes them 
Immortal. Immortal. Mm. But that means that your body can decay, but you'll stay alive. Yeah. So they kept Bruce Willis along, even though they, they both had complicated relationships with him. Um, because he was the only one who could make them look young. And it was so disgusting because as you progress through the film, they're really decaying. So like their skin is peeling off. Their arms like are that. falling out. Their, their arms are like crooked. <laughs> so they have to bring along like spray cans to like spray themselves. Oh it, was so it was a good movie. I love that one. It's so I good. Love that one. So that was part one mm-hmm. of um, Death, Burial, and the Afterlife. Um, we're going to talk more about um, what are the the other um, beliefs and practices of different indigenous tribes in the Philippines, both current practice and pre-colonial practice. So we'll talk about tribes, for example, that um, live with the dead body of the relatives in their house what? for weeks, months, and even years what? after death. What? Um, or... Um, certain tribes that actually um, use the fluids of the body as a sauce for certain dishes so that you would emulate the qualities of of the but you know this isn't uncommon in a lot of in a lot of pre-colonial tribes and we share a lot of these um same beliefs and practices with our our neighboring countries like in indonesia they do that yeah um so in latin america they do that too really yeah yeah so we'll also talk about um you know how this links with some of the artifacts and even some of the um sites that we have today so for example manungo jars Mm mm-hmm and the idea of um, different levels of burials. Your first burial, your second yes. burial, your third burial. We talk about the Sagada hanging coffins. Yes. Yes. And, and how do you get there? Who, who goes there? How do you qualify to get the place there? So that's what we're going to talk about in part two. Yay! Uh, uh, maybe let's add something about like other superstitions. About death superstitions? Hmm. Like... About what? About not the funeral? About like the death in general? No, like a call to action or... Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you... Yeah, so so that's what we... Are we still recording that? Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're going to cover in part two. So stay tuned for it. Um, In the meantime, we talked about a lot of superstitions, but I'm sure there's some that we've missed. If there are any interesting ones that you want to share with us, please, we would love to, to learn and hear from you. Um, send us over a message um, through Anchor or through uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, until next time. Bye. Bye, guys. This has been an episode of The, the Gods, Gods Must Be, be crazy. crazy. We hope that you enjoyed listening in. We will be posting episodes uh, every other week or so. So, you know, please uh, join us uh, for the next one. In terms of sources, where we got our stories, and how we know what we know, we try to do as much research as possible, within a reasonable amount of time, of course, (laughs) and we try to stay close to the original tellers of the tale as much as possible. However, we do know that a lot of our mythology comes from oral tradition, stories that your grandma and your grandma's grandma and your grandma's grandma's grandma told you. So, if our renditions or our our stories are a little bit different from what you know and what you grew up with, please do let us know. 
Follow us on Instagram uh, at thegodsmustbecrazy.pod. We do post some additional information there. We uh, post the teasers of what's coming next, you know, and any other things you may be curious about that we feature in our episodes. Who is Garda Versos and why does he keep appearing in these different episodes? What are the different recipes that we feature for tinola and black rice and adobo and stuff like that? Um, and obviously, it's where we would love to hear from you as well. Uh, if you have any other stories that you want to feature or maybe requests of things that you want us to feature. There's also a way to directly talk to us and share any of your stories. So if you go to our anchor.fm um, website, there's a button there with a plus sign and it says message. And you can actually record voice notes or voice memos for us to listen to and also possibly feature in the episodes themselves. And of course, where you do listen to us, whatever platform it could be, please do rate, review, subscribe, download. <laughs> we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're even on Audible. Yeah. Um, so please share with your friends, tag your friends on our uh, social media, and uh, share your stories too if you feel like it. Yeah, the best way to support, you know, young and new podcasts like us is really just to spread the word out. Um, so if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, you know, put in a rating and maybe a review of what you like about the show. Um, or if not, you know, just share it with your friends on social media. And, you know, that would be really, really helpful for us. So until next time. Bye. Bye.